0: hey everyone and welcome back to the did i ask podcast this is our last episode in the mental health series throughout october and it's just been a blast to be able to talk to all these guests that i've had on and upcoming to talk to kayla I've learned so much and I hope that you guys were able to learn something from this as well. While this is something I focused on for the month, it is definitely not something we should just focus on for one month of y- month of the year. Mental health is something we need to talk about more and be more aware of, so I hope we can continue this conversation all year round. Kayla is a mental health specialist. She is also a registered social worker. And she shares a lot of good tips on dealing with mental health during the pandemic. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. And without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Did I Ask podcast. This week, I'm sitting down with Kayla Coombs. Kayla is a mental health specialist with a master's in social work. She is also a registered social worker. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much.
1: Great to be here.
0: So Kayla, to start, what inspired you to go down this sort of mental health and social work route in your professional life?
1: Yeah, so my mom, my mother, who I love very dearly, uh, she's like my role model, best friend. She's actually a clinical therapist in Oakville. So she has a private practice that she runs downtown Oakville um, and she specializes in marriage and families. Um, yeah, couples counseling, individual counseling, she kind of does it all anyway. So I grew up with my mom being a therapist, kind of, um, yeah, just getting to know sort of the field that she's in, uh, as I, as I grew up and I loved just hearing kind of what she was doing and the fact that she was helping so many people. Um, so that really sparked an interest right away. And then it wasn't until actually third year university where I took an intro to counseling course actually. Um, And I had to role play being a therapist with a client. And you know, I I was like, this is it. This is, this has gotta be my thing because it came naturally to me. It's just kind of part of my personality. Um, And yeah, I just, I think it's the most rewarding field there is. Um, It's hard at times, you know, you're dealing with tough, tough situations, but it is very, very rewarding. So yeah, so I'm a school, full-time school social worker uh, in a private high school in Oakville, and then I do some private practice work on the side.
0: That's awesome. That's such a cool way to sort of get into it, like third year, just in a course and just find that passion. That's super cool. Yeah. So what do you think the importance of seeking help when someone is struggling with mental illness?
1: Yeah, so there is so much power in being able to name how you feel. Um, I always, you know, Mark Brackett is a psychologist who um, came up with this idea of name it to tame it. Um, And if you can name how you're feeling, it actually does something to your brain. It releases these like feel good hormones um, because then you can begin to actually tame it and you feel a bit of a release. Once you have that weight lifted off of you, um you you do feel a release. So it's so important to connect with someone, tell them how you're coping, if you're not coping well, if you are coping well, what's working for you. Um, but by reaching out, it's it just does wonders for our mental health. So um, you know you're able to process what's happening. Um, you can create space in your brain to kind of deal with it rather than just letting it, you know, stuffing it down. And you can kind of get above it and see, see the situation d- differently. So it, naming it allows you to create a kind of a roadmap for how then you're going to um, move forward and be able to experience healing. Um, and then you don't get super overwhelmed by it when you're able to talk about it and process your feelings.
0: That's really interesting. I never knew that naming it was that big of a, you know, impact on, on healing. Um, So that's really cool to sort of learn. And so would you say that like seeing, you know, someone for help, um, they might have that ability to help you name it?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just feel crappy, you feel crummy, but you don't know how to name it. Right. Um, So you just go to someone with these feelings, but just saying, I feel crappy, right. That's naming it in and of itself. Right. Um, And then from there, right. You and that therapist or you and the friend even doesn't have to be a professional right away but you're just able to kind of explore, okay, what's going on a little bit? What steps do you need to take? Um, Because depression is like fed off of isolation. So when you are isolating yourself, it's just this vicious cycle. You feel more depressed because you're isolated. And then because you're depressed, you don't want to get up so you don't see anyone. And then it's just this constant cycle, right? So it's about breaking that cycle and saying, hey, reaching out, I do need help. I'm not doing okay, right? And that's okay, right? If you have big emotions, it's not because something is wrong with you or you're weak. It's because you're human, right? We all are human. We all have mental health. They say, if you have a brain, you have mental health. So it's so important to just keep that in mind that if you're struggling, you are not alone and we're meant to do life with people, not alone.
0: So we just touched on sort of isolation. Um, and I know that that's been sort of a big theme throughout the pandemic. And I think, I think this pandemic has really opened my eyes um, to mental illness, seeing how isolation and uncertainty has impacted the people around me. Um, and from my perspective, it's kind of seemed like we've seen the prevalence of mental illness in society. And what do you think the impacts of, of having this sort of experience um, were?
1: Yeah, so, oh man, there's a lot. Um, I still remember I was in Mexico for March break and I was told by Justin Trudeau, get yourself home while you still can. And I just, I can't believe that we're still here um, in the mix of it. And, you know, people are saying now that uh, it's something that we are going to have to learn how to live with. Um, It's not going to go away anytime very soon so um, learning to tolerate the discomfort tolerate the uncertainty is really important and learn how to manage our our anxiety um, is going to be key to kind of help us thrive during this time not just try to get by and survive so um, in terms of the you know prevalence of of mental illness it's very unfortunate to actually look at the stats so um, you know domestic abuse has gone up a ton um, in families and in relationships, um, anxiety, of course, um, and anxiety looks different for everyone. Right. So, um, there could be general anxiety or social anxiety, um, and then depression, low mood depression. Um, definitely as we kind of approach November too, it gets cold out and it gets, uh, you know, it's a bit wet lately. And so, and it's dark. Um, so there's this, this thing called sad, right. Um, Seasonal affective disorder, uh, we call it SAD, and, and just, you know, everyone's mood is impacted by the weather too, so that's, that doesn't help us. So it's, it's COVID, but it's so much more too, right? But what has happened is we've lost our control, I think, as humans, and as humans, we really love control. We need structure, we need routine, we need control, we need connection, and COVID has kind of ripped a lot of that away from us. Um, and so that's been very challenging, right? We don't have as much choice. Um, some people say our, our human rights have been taken away. We have to wear masks, and we can't do this, we can't do that, and so there's a lack of choice. Um, there's a lack of control, and as humans, we, we don't like that. We don't do well with that. We, we get anxious, and we, um, you know, some more than others, but we, it's just been challenging, so yeah, so there's a lot there to unpack, but um, there's many layers. I think COVID has caused some of this, some of like negative things to happen, but it also has just exposed negative mm-hmm. things that were already there pre-pandemic.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. While a lot of people are, who are listening are working from home um, or doing online school like myself, um, what is your advice for sort of staying motivated and positive while just being at home?
1: Yeah, so I just want to say I'm so, uh, I kind of admire the people that are still working from home. I am actually back in the school as a school social worker. I'm able to leave the house, so I couldn't even imagine what it's like to still be working at home. But kudos to you guys. Um, And I would just say that, you know, in terms of motivation, I always say that um, action precedes motivation. So you really need to act first if I waited around until I felt like going to the gym I would never go to the gym so you have to kind of get yourself don't even think twice about it get yourself out of the house get yourself on that walk or going to work out um, because motivation will follow Um, and so that's just an important thing that you want to act first uh, rather than just waiting around until you feel like doing something Um, so you know in terms of motivation structure and routine right getting yourself out of bed there's so much to say for um, just making your bed in the morning having a routine getting up making your bed getting dressed even if you're working from home you can still dress up um, psychologically that does a lot for you and it helps you uh, just feel better right if you feel better you can you can show up um, as your more authentic self so um Yeah. And I think, you know, writing lists are really important, right? So we all have lots to do, write a list and prioritize those tasks. What do you have to do? Um, There's nothing more satisfying than, you know, crossing off something on your list uh, for all those type A people out there for sure. Um, And some days you're just going to want to do nothing and that's really good for mental health too. But I would say structure those days into your schedule. So I like to have every day, I like to have a little bit of what I call white space in my schedule. Um, And this white space really just allows me to say, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to go on a walk. You know, I can do whatever I want with that space, but it's structured in because if you structure it into your calendar, you're more likely to actually do it when you're not having structure and it's just all this discretionary time, you don't know what to do with it. That's when you start to kind of give into your feelings Well, I'm going to lie in bed because I feel like it all day. And so that's not healthy or helpful for for anyone. So structure a routine, um, you know, make lists. um, And I would say, um, in terms of staying positive, uh, we need to focus on what we can control. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much out of our control right now, like I said, where we have lost that sense of control. But what can we control? We can control how we eat, how we sleep, how often we sleep, how much we sleep. Um, how often we're moving our bodies um, so we can control that in terms of how we're taking care of ourselves. Um, And I think every day, I think everyone needs to have a sense of accomplishment and a sense of pleasure. So I want you to do some good and have some fun. Um, And, you know, even just consider when was the last time that you had fun, right? We need to have pleasure in our life. Even I call them mini vacations. So what can you do? Um, you know, this weekend or this coming week uh, to have a little mini vacation, to a little getaway. Obviously, none of us are traveling these days, but um, what do you enjoy doing? Go do it, right? And um, little moments like that add up and build off upon, on each other and are really good for our mental health. So, and the sense of accomplishment is really important, right? Just being able to feel a sense of competency um, that. You know if you're not if you're lying in bed all day and you're not getting anything done of course you're not going to feel a sense of accomplishment so what can you do to feel some some and build some mastery
0: yeah for sure i think that's all super good advice i'm definitely the type of person who just like thrives to cross things off my to-do list it's like my favorite time of the day
1: <laughs> yeah so for you i'd want you to write down Um, like rest, right? Like, I'm going to actually put that on my to do list, I'm going to rest I'm going to do nothing. And I want you to cross that off. And that's going to feel good, too. Right? So it's important, right? So for these, you know, people like yourself, and I'm the same, I'm sort of that achiever type of, you know, type A person, but if we we need to give ourselves permission to rest. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's, that's amazing advice. Thank you so much for that. So lastly, if someone is struggling or they know someone who's struggling, um, what are some good resources that you can share with us?
1: So the way I like to um, kind of talk about it is, is three words that rhyme, dare, care, and share. So I want you to like, I want people to be able to dare enough to ask someone how they're doing. If you can sense some warning signs or you see some things that are a bit of out of character. So dare to ask someone how they're doing, care to listen to them. Right. And genuinely really listen, not trying to just fix their problem, but just listen and be there. Um, that's so powerful just to be a presence, a compassionate presence for that person. Um, and then share. So you can't take that burden on your own. Um, especially if you're not a professional, right. It's really important that you consider connecting that person to a professional who can help them further. Uh, we just, as a friend, you can only do so much and you don't want to do any harm. Um, so that's really important. So dare care, dare care, share, is for you know if you know someone who's who's struggling. Um, and then I would say if you're struggling, then just know that you are absolutely not alone. We are all worldwide, globe, you know, the whole globe is going through this. Um and and we're all experiencing different emotions that we've kind of never really had to deal with before. Um, and we've never been through this before. So, um, just know you're not alone and reaching out is not a sign of weakness. It is actually the opposite. It is strength. Um, and there are people that are willing and ready to help you. Um, so just reach out to a friend and, and maybe it's just a friend or maybe it's a professional and then go from there. Um, because again, if you're feeling tough emotions, it's because you're human.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all these tips and information. Um, I learned so much and I hope everyone listening did as well. So thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you were able to take something away from this episode as well. Um, Kayla had so many good tips to share and I am so excited to be able to share this episode with you guys. If you want to check Kayla out on Instagram, it is at Kayla Coombs underscore. It will also be linked in the show notes. Kayla has also prepared a document for us of mental health resources um, for you or someone you may know. So make sure you click the link in my bio to check it out. It is on Google Docs and I'm really happy that I get to share this with you guys. Again, thank you so much for following along with this journey. This is our last episode in the mental health month, but of course this is something that we need to talk about and think about all year round. I hope you were able to take something away from this month of episodes, and I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Peace out.